I'm sitting on my hands. You know what that means. We go. Time for another episode of uh, You're out enjoying a picnic with all your friends, smoking, mm-hmm. chilling, having a good time. All of a sudden, the sun is gone. What? You look up to see the darkest rain clouds from nowhere. Within seconds, you're in a blizzard. How is this possible? It never snows in this area. Now, within seconds, 12 feet of snow is piled up. What? You're trapped. I, well, how did that happen? You're just huddling for body warmth. What what to do? What to do? Am I at the Jalof Pass? <laughs> no one knows. But it looks like we got another mystery on our hands, gang. Ruby <laughs> Roo! <laughs> like, hey guys! <laughs> Alright, we gotta split up. I'm gonna go with Daphne. <laughs> You're listening to High Mystery the Podcast. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. I'm Colin. And thank you for listening to us yet again. Today, we're going to be doing what we always do. Smoking weed. Oh, thank God. Yes. Mm. We can't not do that. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about contract. mysteries. Yes, it is in the contract. <laughs> uh, for weed. Smoking weed is? Yeah. yeah. You, you guys remember signing those contracts that I gave you? I do remember the only person who couldn't keep smoking weed did leave the studio. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a pretty strict policy yeah. here, you know. <laughs> I think we've had maybe like one or two exceptions where we're like, okay, we can have a, a sober perspective. Have <laughs> uh, yeah, we? Yeah, Chris. Chris, when he oh, was sober perspective. Yeah, I guess that's true. We should have really kicked him out. <laughs> <laughs> but he was the sound guy. <laughs> yeah, we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot. Of, we've grown. Yeah. Uh, if you want to hear some of those, you know, <laughs> those experimental episodes in the beginning, I don't know where you can find them, but I'm sure somewhere. Uh, you can find them on podbean.com. They know. They're here listening to us. They found us already. Yeah. Uh, other than Podbean, you only get our last hundred episodes. So. Oh, yeah. okay. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, if you want that deep know. cut. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, like, if they're, they could be missing, like, 40 episodes or so, then. Oh, yeah, they're missing quite a bit. I think we're actually on, like, 173 or something. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Look at us go, guys. Yeah. yeah. Chugging along. Chugging along. We're doing it. Uh, yeah, we are. I'm going to be smoking weed. I got a Sticky Stubbs. It's got Dub Brothers uh, Sleepwalker in it, and it's 21.102% THC. Fuck. Oh, you don't have your numbers, Rob? Is that what's going on? This guy. This guy. At this point, just make it up, Rob. <laughs> Rob's well, got weed. I've got weed. It's in this blunt. Uh, I'll say it's a, high it's a nice breath. fat blunt. I'm, I'm impressed by the, the girth of this blunt. Mm. I grinded it up in this yum, yum, good, good, nice, nice uh, grinder. It's uh, <laughs> Does it make it yum, yum, good, good? No, it's actually kind of a shit grinder. Oh. <laughs> uh, and we don't like to talk bad on things. So. Oh, I mean, if you don't Amazon.com backslash nice nice yum yum good good <laughs> yeah don't do that uh this is uh lime 91 oh, okay this guy all right moving on i've got a baby jeter oh, oh nice it is a durban poison sativa it's got 35.5 percent thc nice is there any like added flavor or just straight like i mean there might be but they didn't 
list it or whatever. No, they didn't list it. This is just their Durban poison flavor. So I guess that's just really because like a lot of the other flavors are like Mai Tai and yeah. Wow and shit like that. So whatever it is in there, it's very Durban poisony. Okay. <laughs> nice. Cool. Yeah. That's all the weed. All the weed. <laughs> we should light it up. We have reached the end of the weed listings. <laughs> By the way, let us know what you're smoking on. What is your preferred strain? Are you a sativa person, an indica person, a hybrid person, a weed person? Like, you don't care? Are you strictly edibles? Can you not mess with actual smoking anymore? That kind of stuff. Yeah, some people, they just don't uh, like the uh, smoke in their lungs, but they like to get high. Yeah, it's understandable. Yeah. You know, some people are vape only. Some people are dabs only. That I have a harder time with. (laughs) <laughs> the vape only or dabs only yeah it's just harder for me to like vape i don't i don't know vape it uh it tends to scratch the throat a little more than smoking yeah which is like, weird because it's like technically less plant product i feel like maybe i just i'm sucking in so hard to get like a good hit off of vape a lot of the times. That or maybe it's too. like with smoke, your body reacts differently, whereas vape, it's just like, okay, you can go to the bottom of my lungs. Yeah, now you're gonna cough. Yeah, yeah. I do not like it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll still smoke it if there's nothing else. You know, yeah. If you're on yeah. vacation, you can't get flour. Yeah. Some people are only joints, some people are only bombs, some people are only pipes. I mean, I get the bongs people. The joint people, I'm like, have you ever tried smoking? (laughs) Wow, you are missing out on a superior product. At least that's my opinion. I kind of agree, and I feel like maybe it's the people who are like, oh, a bun's too much. Yeah. Yeah. And to them, I say cut it in half. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Put a filter on the other side. (laughs) Life hack. Two tiny blunts (laughs) are very powerful. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) So, we got to talk about some mysteries. I am so looking forward to it because I glean nothing from your photos. Some images. What happened to grapes with seeds? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I go to the store and I can never find grapes with seeds. All you can find are these seedless grapes. So, like, if no grapes have seeds, then how are they be making more grapes? Well, I've certainly had grapes with seeds before. Recently? Not recently. That's what I'm saying. As a kid. No, I'm talking about now you try to be like, I need some seeds in my grapes. Well, I mean, we know a plant doesn't need seeds to propagate. That's true. Trimming or like cloning and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So that answers the second part. (laughs) Half of his mystery, gone. Uh, No, that's not true. That's, okay. that's just something I wonder about sometimes, guys. <laughs> the seedless grapes? Yeah. Thing? Okay. I mean, it's genetic modification. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they've just, they've had some grapes that have very little seeds, and they, they you know, combined two of those plants again, and then from that, they had even more or less seeds, and they kept growing that plant. What if they you have know. a machine that, like, <laughs> that vibrates the seeds out of it, and then that's how you get grape seeds? Yeah. Like, the whole be. separate product (laughs) that is a good point though because like you know what why are getting rid of all these grape seeds maybe we lost out on something good grape seed oil it's a very valuable thing Mm -hmm. yeah anyway (laughs) (laughs) Uh, one more thing before i get into the real mystery i recently watched this movie some will call it a documentary (laughs) i'll leave that up to interpretation (laughs) those film buffs out there (laughs) Yeah. yeah um it's called Above 
Majestic, and it came out in 2018. Um, it was on Hulu, but then they took it down for unknown reasons, suspect. But you can still find it on the B-Flicks. Mm. <laughs> Not that we support or promote. No, I'm just saying you can find <laughs> sure, it there. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and I, but I do recommend the movie. I recommend listening to the information and making your own opinion. What movie? It's called Above Majestic. What's it about? <laughs> Everything. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> the so, world that we live in today. I see. Okay. okay. Nothing I, like a documentary that encompasses all things. <laughs> I, I should say, I, I forgot to tell you before the podcast, but uh, one of our videos was actually taken down from YouTube. Oh, God. For, for false information? For harassment. Harassment? Yeah. Who for bullying harass? and harassment. Who yeah. do we harass? Uh, such a loving community. <laughs> Everybody harvesting that adrenochrome. Yeah. Oh, yeah? That's the what it was? Yeah. Oh, so. we, we harassed people that. <laughs> you can still find the actual video version of the, the Twitch, the YouTube video version of it, but they changed that to 18+. plus. Guys, we got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> so, We're part of the cancel card culture. <laughs> cancel culture doesn't exist. <laughs> Uh, I just, you know, I have to say to that, it's like we're pressing, we're, we're pushing the precipice when you get censored. So, yeah, you know, as a pod, as a podcast where we talk about mysteries and conspiracies, you know, it just means that we're, we're pushing the limits. Yeah. I'll just say censorship doesn't work. It's nothing new, no. you know, and cancel culture is not a thing. Same people complaining about cancel culture were burning fucking Dixie Chicks albums 15 years ago. <laughs> I'm just referencing, uh, and that wasn't cancel culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and just just an FYI, they're now called the Chicks. Oh, really? Yeah, they changed their name from the Dixie Chicks to the Chicks. I wonder what that's about. Dixie Cup was like, look, they don't like the Dixie. You want to use Dixie? You got to pay us out. <laughs> I need to know. They don't like. They don't, <laughs> that's the real mystery. They today. don't like the uh, negative connotations of Dixie Dixieland. Oh. Yeah. What's Dixieland? Like, uh, I guess it's the southern part okay. yeah. of the thing. Like, same idea as, like, Confederate. I, might, I, see. I assume. Yeah. I see. Which, okay. I'm down. I'm down then. Yeah. Do your thing. The chicks. The chicks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll call you whatever you prefer to be called. So right. You let me know, and I'll call you whatever. Yeah, we'll call you the chicks from now on. Yeah. Back it up, and uh, we'll overlay that, what I said, Dixie Chicks earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna re-edit it where yes. you just keep saying the chicks, the chicks, the chicks. Back it up, the chicks, the chicks. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <coughs> uh, so let's get into the real mystery. Yeah. Yes. Because that's why we're here, and to smoke weed. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm almost done with this baby Jeter. Bye, B. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so there's been like a big trend on the social medias uh, with the TikToks okay. and with the Instagrams. And basically what people are doing is like there were like some big storms in Texas and in the East Coast recently. I've heard. And what they were doing is they were getting like these packs of snow from outside and they were showing that like the snow doesn't melt. So they would be like putting it up to a lighter or like over their stove top and like it's nothing's happening like no yeah. drips no 
nothing that you would imagine snow over an open flame to do. Okay. okay. Wow. So new snow. Yeah, so, the, you know, everyone was like, oh, the snow's not real. It's not normal snow. Look at what I can do. I can try to burn it. I can, uh, yeah, it, it's not meltable snow. Mm. Right. I guess this also happened in the United Kingdom uh, and then, yeah, New York area and Texas. So we got experts saying some things. Oh. I don't really know if that means, like, geological scientists or... Yeah, I'm like, no, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. I'm an expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name tag says expert. Yeah, so. I don't know if you saw. Um, <laughs> Snow expert. Yeah. Here's a lanyard with a laminated piece of paper that says it. <laughs> uh, so they say that it's through a process called subliminate, sublimation, sublimate, sub, <laughs> sublimation. It's a lot of hyphens in that. <coughs> sublimation. Sublimation. And they say that's where solid snow turns into a gas. And that's why you don't see anything melting. Solid snow turns into a gas? Yeah, like so the height, the heat just turns the dense snow into a gas and not like a liquid water, which is weird because I've definitely seen like super packed snow melt. Yeah, I know. I guess drip they're, water. They're suggesting that this is a different kind of snow, like as in... It's a more gaseous snow, and that's why it just evaporates. I mean, it's still made of... Well, they're saying the process <coughs> is called. So, like, the process of... Of... Going from ice to, like, to gas. to gas. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's... I guess if it's, like, maybe heated fast enough, it kind of bypasses that whole water stage. Sure. straight and to just, vapor. Yeah, it just vaporizes. And so maybe if that were the case, I've never seen fire to snow. <laughs> uh, I would assume it would just melt because I mean, it has to reach a certain temperature to... It's like that same process when you go out and it's cold enough, you can take boiling water and throw it in the air. Oh, yeah. And it'll immediately, like, vaporize. Yeah. yeah. Just like that, kind of. That's pretty cool. I've always wanted to try that, but I was going out in, like, yeah. zero-degree weather. Oh, it's nothing. <laughs> I'll go out at zero-degree temperature all day. Nice. Well, we got to get you to to do that experiment. Sure, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> I think it has to be like 20 below. Oh, so okay. I think it has to be like really extremely Rob cold. and I will just be peering from like the window. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just, <laughs> we'll fly calling out to a mountain so we can just take a bucket of water yeah. and toss it. Somebody will film it and he come back. You guys should come with me. It's good for your immune system. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, they do those like hyper Polar freeze rooms. And yeah. stuff. Yep, absolutely. I'm into it. I love it. I like feeling cold. It's my favorite feeling. Yeah, it's like your skin is alive. All uh, the pretty yeah. clicks. And I'd much cool. rather be like really, really cold than too hot. Yeah. Always. I used to like going in the like walk-in at the restaurant and stuff. So you'd be so hot wait, serving on the floor mm -hmm. and then you walk into the walk-in. It's like, ah, oh, that's amazing. And also, I do like that going from very hot to very cold. Mm -hmm. It's a very nice feeling. And also, like, when you're cold, you can still kind of, like, move around. In fact, it feels good to, like, move around. Like, when you're hot and you're so hot, you're, like, you can't even move. You're just, right. like, I'm, I'm a puddle. And, yeah. Like, <laughs> you can literally overheat and die. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Which you can freeze to death, too. But <laughs> I don't know. Balance. Balance yeah. is key. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if I do enough jumping jacks, I'm not going to freeze to death. <laughs> yeah. Know? 
so the most common theory is that it's man-made weather. Uh, you know. Okay. That's what I, my first thought went to. Uh, what was that Holly's guy that uh, created storms in San Diego by shooting shit into them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he made seeding like, them, cloud seeding or whatever. Yeah, and so I was just thinking maybe they're changing the chemical structure of rain, but. I mean, when you think about it, all the chemicals and pollutants that are in the water, when that evaporates, it's got to go up to the rain clouds, and maybe that is changing the structure. I mean, there structure. is such thing as acid rain or whatever, exactly. where like, toxic rain is yeah. falling. Sure. Yeah, it's happened in Chernobyl. Yeah, and rain. Yeah, I was just going to say that rain falls down from radioactive sites, and it's the worst. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what killed a lot of people in after the bombs was that they were looking for relief, something to drink, and the rain coming down was radioactive. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was a 50 chance that you were going to get, like, superpowers, so. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a 50 yeah. chance? Still waiting on those superpowers to come in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, the government swooped in and took those oh, people. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, you work for us now. Yeah. That's what Area 51 is. <laughs> Uh, so whether you know it's Bill Gates or Illuminati or the New World Order or whatever, um, they believe that, like, yeah, the man-made weather is kind of like you shoot, like, basically microwave-type stuff into the atmosphere. And, like, basically, like, the same way the microwave alters the chemical, well, not chemical makeup, but, like, the actual, like, uh, molecule structure of the food it also does that to the sky. So it's like changing the actual molecular level of the, the, the water in the atmosphere and condensing it. And since it's all done through like microwaves or whatever, that's why it's like an altered snow. Huh. Sure. This is one of the theories? This is the main theory. Okay. I will say like one of the only theories. Gotcha. And everyone um, is pointing to the biggest weather thing out there and that is harp so if you guys have never heard of harp uh it is a weather control place okay okay yeah yeah it's Um, cloudy with a chance of meatballs just snow edition yes they're they're trying yeah they're trying to do the (laughs) non-meltable snow Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, that way, you know, you can go and enjoy the, the snow a little longer. Yeah, this is this is big ski resort. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so to what end? Like, what is the... <clears throat> sure, they're irradiating the sky and making unmeltable snow, and what good does that do them? Uh, so there's, like, a, a few things. People are just really pointing to the unmeltable snow as proof that it's not natural phenomena, that it's man-made phenomena, and... There's other side effects and effects that this is doing. Sure. And what I'm asking is why? <laughs> why do they, like, is there money? Do they do they put enough snow on the ground? Do they get, are they behind all the snow sleds? You know, all the yeah. guys pushing the snow out of the streets and stuff? <laughs> I mean, I'll get into the multitude of of reasoning is why they are using this device. Is this big snow truck? Is that, is that it was a dying breed <laughs> business that they had to rejuvenate and they had to do it somehow. 
Uh, the, okay, so I mean, the jury kind of is still out on this unmeltable snow being an actual oh, thing. Absolutely. Because yeah, yeah. has anyone ever actually just put it in a fucking Ziploc bag or something like that and like let it melt? Around. Yeah, or, unless Stay they've got it on for an hour. Yeah, in <laughs> Tupperware containers, and then they come back and there's literally nothing in the Tupperware. They're like, how <laughs> have they ever like? Captured this on video. I mean, the slow melting. It just depends on whether you want to believe or not. Right? Yeah, I was gonna say it's not as thrilling or as exciting well, to watch a time lapse. <laughs> the, only, the only reason why I ask if anyone has done this is so we can actually test the water that is comprising this snow. Maybe right, there is right. some type of chemical, some type of weird compound in there that's making this happen. By what I'm hearing from Tristan, though. You wouldn't have water to test at the end. You'd just have gaseous form. That's what I'm saying. Right. Unless they put it in a Ziploc bag or something to actually see if we can get water from this. So they're right. saying that that process of creating the gaseous form or whatever is due to it being compact snow and then you're putting a direct flame to it. Okay. That's what creates that process, not the chemical makeup <clears throat> of the snow. Okay. But I'm thinking that you would maybe see it more on a molecular level like the uh, compounds are different on a molecular mm. level. Sure. Sure. Um, so it's not just conspiracy theorists who are concerned about HARP because the European Union called the project a global concern and passed a resolution calling for more information on its health and environmental risks. Despite these concerns, officials at HARP insist the project is nothing more uh, no, no, not, no more sinister than radio science research facility. Oh. Which it's like, I don't really know how yeah. sinister that is either. <laughs> yeah, Maybe I can understand. Maybe that's just a weather that. monitoring yeah. system? Essentially, they're just saying, yeah, there's companies, don't look at us, there's right, other there's companies. A... You see that radio tower over there? <laughs> the fuck's that about? That was, that was Harvey Weinstein's... Uh, Excuse. He's like, I wasn't the only one being a douche. Yeah. <laughs> being I'm not Bill Cosby. <laughs> no, you're worse. <laughs> I'm not OJ Simpson over here. <laughs> uh, he did, that guy didn't really do anything, right? I guess he just stole memorabilia. Yeah, that's all. That's it was his own memorabilia. It's the only thing he's been guilty of his yeah. whole life. Yeah, and holding people hostage. And or it, not hostage, but kidnapping them. Yeah, and entertaining America. I mean, he, he did run from the police, right? He did have a car chase. Like, that was a thing. Yeah, he did have that in the streets of Los Angeles. So, so he, he did break the law in that there. respect, yeah. yeah. Did they, did they sentence him for that, though? I mean... No, I mean, I would, that would be something to be like, and we're also going to add reckless driving. Yes. <laughs> you never have a license. Yeah, the, at the very end of the not guilty on murder, not guilty on the... But guilty of reckless driving. Yes. I mean... You'll have to go to traffic school. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just online classes, though. And you can take comedy ones. They're quite entertaining. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so HARP, High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. Oh, wow. That's multiple A's. Yes. Two. Double A. Double A MCO. Uh, it's a critically important U.S. military defense project, which generated quite a bit of controversy over its alleged weather control capabilities and much, much more. Oh, they got aliens. 
Hopefully. They got bodies. I'm praying for bodies and aliens. They got skeletons in their closet, uh, for sure. Every tower's got one. <laughs> <laughs> so according to the original Harp magazine website. Uh, okay. Yeah. Wait, this is a magazine? magazine? No, it's a website. Uh, I thought it was like, you know, an AARP type of magazine, that, or the flyaway, the things you get in the plane seats. It's yeah. sort of a digital magazine. Oh, okay. Yeah, a website. Yeah. 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 Uh, Thanks, okay. Colin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it says, HARP is a scientific endeavor aimed at studying the properties and behavior of the ionosphere, with particular emphasis on being able to understand and use it to enhance communications and surveillance systems for both civilian and defense purposes. Oh, that makes perfect sense to me. And, sure, uh, yeah. you know, that ionosphere is yeah. that delicate, you know, upper layer of atmosphere, which ranges from about 30 miles to 600 miles above the Earth's atmosphere. It's really the poster child of the atmospheres. You know, nobody's really talking about the troposphere. <laughs> they talking about the ionosphere. Yeah. Where, so hot right now. Yeah, it's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> is that where the uh, satellites orbit? In the ionosphere? I have no idea. I'm asking you, a lo I'm asking a lot of you. You did not research I the ionosphere. <laughs> Outside of what was put right there in front of my face, I did not know. I mean, you said 30 to 600 miles above the Earth's atmosphere. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's where they're at. Well, above the Earth's surface. No, I don't know. 30 to 600 miles? No, is... they're above that for sure. They're yeah. out of orbit, I feel like, yes. or they're within orbit. 600 miles is nothing. You go thousands of miles in the air when you're flying in a plane. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. I did not know that. You learned no way. I'm lying. <laughs> what am I saying? Yeah, I, I thought it was feet. But I was like, I'm thinking feet. For <laughs> oh, sure. Because the pilot's always like, like we're 600 at miles, my feet God. right now. They're fucking, that rocket going into phone. space is yeah. traveling so fucking long before it 30 gets 30 to 600 miles into space. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to assume that's where the satellites yeah, are. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't know how far out a satellite is or not. Yeah. Because it's got to be pretty far. Mm -hmm. Just hanging out there and not coming in toward the planet. Yeah, especially because you never really see any when you're looking at, like, images taken from, like, the space station or something. You don't really see, like, a bunch of that space trash floating around. Right, until you get those images of, like, probes and stuff that are further out mm -hmm. from Earth. Which is pretty interesting. See how much is out there. There's a lot of stuff floating around Earth. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so the Heart Project <clears throat> website acknowledged that experiments were conducted which used electromagnetic frequencies to fire pulsed directed energy beams in order to quote unquote temporarily excite a limited area of the ionosphere, quote unquote. Okay. Uh, some scientists state that purposefully disturbing the sensitive layer could have major and even disastrous consequences. Disastrous. And they're like straight up telling us on their own website that like, look, we're fucking around. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so concerned harp researchers like Dr. Michael Chusadovsky. Okay. Sounds respectable. Chusadovsky. Yeah. Chusadovsky. What you say, Colin? Chichidoski. Uh, of the University of Ottawa and Alaska's oh. Dr. Nick Bigish. His name's Dr. Nick? Dr. Bigish? Nick Bigish. Uh, Bigish. Oh, Bigish. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, apparently, he's like a son of a U.S. congressman. 
Oh, Congressman Biggish. Mm -hmm. They presented evidence suggesting that these disturbances can even be used to trigger earthquakes, affect hurricanes, and for weather control. Whoa. Create earthquakes? Yeah. So in 1993, the U.S. Air Force began construction on the $290 million project that would enable the government's foremost atmospheric researchers to study the atmosphere. Uh, the research center, now run by the University of Alaska Fairbanks, is called HARP and is located in the frozen wilderness of Gakon, Alaska. Gakon, Alaska. Gakana. Gaconia. Gaconia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah new outcast town. Uh, for a number of reasons, HARP's activities have drawn the attention of citizens who are suspicious of the organization's practices. Over the years, HARP has been officially credited with conducting useful and successful research, but because of its highly complex work, officials claim its purpose has been largely misunderstood by the nay or the people who say that this is a bad thing. Yeah, the people who say nay. <laughs> well, nay against harp. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for I people see. People who don't like harp. So, yeah. Uh, for this reason, it's been ground zero for criticism since its inception. Uh, it's situated in the remote wilderness of an already low populated area and populate, low populated state. Um, quote unquote, for secrecy. Uh, yeah, they got to be secret about some shit. <laughs> we can throw up a picture here. Oh, it, it features 360 radio transmitters, 180 antenna, and five powerful generators that create geometric patterns in every direction when turned on. The antennas, each a foot thick, stretching 72 feet into the sky, continue to raise eyebrows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool looking. Um, shortly after the facility opened, the public began reporting strange phenomena. Oh, boy. Not only in the region, but around the world. Activists challenged HARP's activities, vocally questioning what the organization was really up to. Uh, the government continues to deny any connection with, you know, changes in the weather and the number of earthquakes or chemtrails or whatever. Um, of but it has made, okay, no, 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 I'm sorry. So, wait, what is that? I was... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are high. Yes. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Basically. Let's go to the lobby. <laughs> Smoke some more weed. Yeah. That's all this was a weed break for you. <laughs> Basically, the government has done much to uh, stop people from talking about the concerns about HARP, but it doesn't really do much to talk about, like, the the other things like chemtrails and earthquakes and stuff like that. Yeah, well, one, one problem at a time. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got an, another important naysayer, former Venezuelan president Hugo Chavez, and yeah. former Minnesota governor, Jesse, Jesse, Jesse Ventura. Jesse, body Ventura. Yeah. Mm. Yes, from Predator fame. They, <laughs> they questioned whether the government was using HARP to manipulate the weather or overwhelm citizens with mind-controlling radio waves. Oh. Yeah. I mean, if they have mind-controlling radio waves, 
just be over. Yeah, well, if they had mind-controlling radio waves, then why aren't they controlling our minds right now? Who's to say they aren't? Church. Oh, uh, maybe they're the ones putting out this podcast. Yeah. And, you know, maybe Can you make us more successful, guys? <laughs> you got that in your power. I mean, maybe they're the reason we haven't, you know, I haven't finished that last screenplay I was working on. Right, like the moment you know. Colin finishes that, there will be yeah. a revolution. As I mean, soon maybe. as he dons his tinfoil hat and finishes that script. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't mean my script was going to unlock the world or anything. <laughs> I mean, like, every time you make a bad decision, maybe that's... I mean, well, and also, who knows that maybe that screenplay is actually them writing it. Oh, you know, sure. you put on your tinfoil hat and you suddenly read it and you're like, wait a minute, this is all propaganda. Right. <laughs> it turns out this story I wrote about a funny family <laughs> is actually just line after line of the young daughter going, America is good. America is great. <laughs> <laughs> they provided dinner. Now I'll clean my plate. <laughs> That's a good one. Get him with rhymes. Yeah. I'm thinking they're so good. Yeah. Uh, the Air Force did acknowledge that Ventura had made the request to visit the research station, sure. uh, but they were denied. Um, I feel like that was his show, a lot of him asking to get into places that he's not supposed to be able to get into and then and <laughs> walking like away. Now. There's clearly something in there. <laughs> <laughs> so who done created the harp? It the was harp? a doctor by the name of Bernard Eastlund. He was at the, like, head of the project or something? Yeah. Okay. He's got a top hat and a monocle. Because I thought it was the U.S. government. They spent the money, right? Yeah, but, you know, yeah. the government needs the scientists. Right. He's just the guy. Who's, his mind is behind the project. So yeah. Got it. Okay. He was, like, the first director of operations at this facility or something? More or less. It seems more like it's his brainchild. It's his um, baby. He, he got top billing. That's yeah, what it was. He got top billing. He's the director. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, his name is most associated with the creation and development of the Heart Project. Yeah, in the, inside their facility, it's president, and then a picture of him underneath that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's got a website. <laughs> you know, everyone's got a website. Yeah, yeah. check yeah. out ours, highmystery.com. I deleted my personal one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely thinking about deleting my other business one. <laughs> well, we on got the podcast one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so his website provides reliable information on his involvement with the project. Uh, hmm. He has a 1987 patent issued to him that's titled Method and Apparatus for Altering a Region in the Earth's Atmosphere, Ionosphere, and or Magnetosphere. Okay. Yeah, that's what he does. Uh, and in this patent, it sets the stage for HARP and makes a number of fascinating statements which clearly contradict the claim that it is only being used for research and not for military purposes or such purposes as weather control. So in his uh, patent or whatever, it says that it does other things besides what is being told. So in his, uh, some key points in his patent were this. Uh, the temperature of the ionosphere has been raised by hundreds of degrees in these experiments. A means and methods is provided to cause interference with or even total disruption of communications over a very large portion of the Earth. Uh, it is possible to take advantage of one or more such beams to carry out communications networks even through the rest of the world's communications are disrupted. 
It can be used to an advantage for positive communication and eavesdropping processes. Exceedingly large amounts of power can be very effect efficiently produced and transmitted. Uh, the invention has a phenomenal, phenomenal, mm -hmm. yeah, variety of potential future developments. Large regions of the atmosphere could be lifted to an ex expectedly high altitudes, so that missiles uh, can incur unexpected and unplanned drag forces, which result in the destruction or deflection. Uh, weather modification is possible by, for example, altering upper atmosphere and wind patterns or altering solar absorption patterns by constructing, by constructing one or more plumes of atmospheric particles, which will act as a lens or focus, focusing device. Okay, weaponizing the ionosphere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just oh, shoot a cloud in there, yeah. burn everybody alive. Electromagnetic pulse defenses are also possible. The Earth's magnetic field could be decreased or disrupted at approximate altitudes to modify or eliminate the magnetic field. Okay. Uh, so apparently, yeah, there's more things in the patent that, like, you know, if you're a scientist, you might be able to, to gather more information on it, but, like, it's too... I mean, I figure cover your bases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just say it's all, it also does this, and there's this, and there's this, and there's this, just in case you want to have that patent for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't mention this one. There's no shit. Sucker. He didn't <laughs> talk about it being able to cook some... <laughs> uh, so weaponizing the weather is one it's a big one is a big one that they're saying that they're doing with this thing and being the reason for it uh, so the accusations against HARP is that the organization deliberately creates destruction on a global scale causing earthquakes, cyclone, flooding, snowstorms and other disasters around the world uh, they assert that HARP has the capacity to send microwave radiation beneath the ground, strategically pinpointing fault lines, and that the size of HARP's field of antennas have the potential for tremendous damage to the environment. Uh, unlike other ionosphere research centers across the world, only HARP has the ability to focus the energy from the field onto a specific spot of the atmosphere. So, all right, they're triangulating their beams to hit one specific spot in the ionosphere, mm -hmm. burning a hole in the ozone layer. Or well, other things are sending it down into the earth and right. hitting saying, fault lines. They were saying more in terms of like causing tidal waves or earthquakes. Or, sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, one of- It's all theoretical. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I still <laughs> but, don't know how that can deal with plate tectonics when you're throwing something out in the ionosphere. Well, no, they're saying that you can send it down. Into, oh, you're just sure. Yeah, to like hit a fault pushing, line. Uh, yeah, like the idea is you, whatever way you, you morph, microwave whatever. Yeah, you send a bunch of X into the atmosphere using your array of satellites. And that causes Antenna, yeah. that yeah. causes a swelling of energies, magnetism, etc. Fill but, in the blank. Even they said astral dust or whatever. Sure. And then you focus that on a point. So yeah. it's like it's acting as a bounce essentially. But it's still just radio waves, right? Is we don't know. It's the idea. Radi micro radiation. 
I think what Tristan is pot, like putting forward is that it could be X, Y, Z. Right. They could be putting microwaves into the sky. It could be heat. It could be radio waves. But there's a ton of different things that theoretically could be possible With using the, the ionosphere. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Uh, one of the countless earthquakes claimed to have been linked to HARP was the Iran-Iraq earthquake that killed around 500 people in November of 2017. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a big thing to put on this this organization. Oh, yeah, seriously. I mean, like, if, if there's any truth to this at all, it's a real dick move, no matter how you slice yeah. it. Yeah, well, it's going into the, you know, it's a government-run facility, so at that right. point, it's all, like, government dealings or secret organization right it's dealings like or... war it's it's black ops <laughs> yeah at that point yeah uh given the fact that branches of the united states government have openly discussed technologies used to interfere with the weather and cause earth changes it's difficult to dismiss the critics so quickly i also feel like you could not like <laughs> as a military force you know, weather can change the day. You're yeah. too cold in winter, that loses wars. Or if you're got too much rain on a mm-hmm. given day, you can't take a hill. Or Trench whatever. foot. Yeah, so it makes sense to me that they're like looking into it. Yeah. Uh, in 2005, the Air Force stated weather modification will become part of a domestic and international security and could be done unilaterally. It could have offensive and defensive applications and even be used for uh, deterrence purposes. The ability to generate precipitation, fog, and storms on Earth, or to modify space weather, and the product and the production of artificial weather, all are part of an integrated set of technologies which can provide substantial increase in U.S. or degraded cap, cap, cap <laughs> degraded capability in an advert, adversary. Or degraded capability in an adversary. Yeah, it's okay. To achieve global awareness, reach, uh, and power. Yeah. That was what the Air Force said. (laughs) Yeah, we won't have another Hitler taking over the world. Yeah. Because we'll like bring him down before they can even like create the the hold or whatever. That'd be a pretty cool superhero. If they didn't have any powers at all, they just had. A suit connected to an array of antennas and uh, stuff. Like Batman? No. He doesn't have any superpowers, but he has all the technology. Like, what well, if the yes, bat that. plane had, like, the ability sure. to alter weather or whatever? Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. But I'm just speaking to somebody who has connection to this global array that's changing the weather for them. So, the, essentially, their storm. Yeah. Without... The powers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and without the big... Uh, speeches just to summon rain and <laughs> which to be clear is obviously inferior half of storm's power is in her declaration of, i call forth the winds right. yeah really sets the stage exactly we wouldn't want to get rid of that so the next big thing that people are saying this thing does is mind control oh okay. of course they're saying that the min- <laughs> The manipulation of people's moods, emotions, and decisions has long been the way to control the masses. But in recent technology, it's been employed to do the job efficiently. You know, no Mm. more pictures on the TV trying to subliminally alter people's opinions, which they're still doing. MK Ultra tests and stuff. 
This is this is easier. We just zap yeah. you a little bit in your brain and you're doing a little <laughs> zappity zap zap, a zip zap zap. And then you want Doritos. Yeah, <laughs> Doritos and Tootsie Rolls. Mountain Dew. <laughs> Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, so critics of Harp claim that the facility is attacking the citizens of the world telepathically, influencing Ooh. thoughts with low frequency vibrations. All right. Yeah. That's what how you do it. Did they hit the brown note? Make I everybody mean, shit. We all shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> not like uncontrollably all this stuff. Yeah, wouldn't that no? be? Not all together. No? No. Not all together all at once. Come on. That would be something. <laughs> <laughs> you hit us all with the same, and then we all flush our toilets at the same time. <laughs> and and just suddenly the water tower the just or blows whatever. or something. That's basically that scene from Bridesmaids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in 2013, former Central Intelligence Agency employee Edward Snowden leaked classified uh-huh. government files. We all know about that. That made the news. Yeah. Yep. Jake Gyllenhaal played him. Yeah. He still live out in uh, somewhere, Oslo or something like that? I don't know if he still lives in Russia. I think he might live in South America somewhere. That's so crazy. Uh, so some of these classified docs revealed HARP's numerous global surveillance systems. Allegations are that natural geomag- geomagnetic waves are being replaced with artificial, uh, very low frequency ground waves matching the frequency of human brain waves, thus influencing the human behavior. Mm-hmm. It's said that HARP also uses cell phone towers as electrical stimulation conductors able to reach and affect the entire region. I wonder I'm so stimulated when I'm near those towers. Your hair is just like, whoa. <laughs> My balls are like, whoa. Oh. <laughs> That's where he holds his mutant power. That's, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how I interpret the word stimulate. <laughs> we got this guy, Bob McCoy. Oh, sounds Bob McCoy. respectable. All right. He's the director of the Geophysical Institution at the University of Alaska in Fairbanks. Mm -hmm. He's made an attempt to refute claims saying electrical signals in the mind are low frequency and harp is very large frequency. The waves are meters long, so there's no way they could control minds. Uh, But apparently the, uh, the statement doesn't change the minds of the concerned citizens who have cited the observations of Yale University professors. So it's a Yale versus uh, University of the University of Alaska Fairbanks. (laughs) The Yale University professor of physiology, uh, Jose Delgado, he's got a PhD. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't? Uh, And I guess he's also (laughs) the pioneer of electromagnetic mind control. (laughs) <laughs> oh, a PhD in electromagnetic you know it uh, what and he has this peer peer reviewed report called <laughs> the physical control of the mind uh, towered a psycho civilized society where he states that it is possible to control human movements glandular functions and specific mental manifestations using electromagnetic stimulation now that is, I mean, that's just inherently true because the brain works on electromagnetic stimulation. Sure. Yeah, the capability of influencing and even controlling human emotions has been studied by the military and intelligence services for uh, many decades. Sure. 
apparently there's like this information packed description of programs that links declassified CIA, CIA documents, uh, apparently in this book that's been thoroughly researched called Mind Controllers, where it describes effective methods of remotely influencing human emotions. Okay. Yeah, so he's saying that low-frequency radio waves can definitely control minds, but these radio towers are pumping out too high of a frequency to... Well, he's saying they're too big, but what it, he's neglecting to say is that this machine also alters uh, the magnetic... Uh, what was it? The yeah, electromagnetic so... stimulation. Oh, okay. You know, so he's saying it's not done through maybe the radio waves. It's done through the electromagnetic stimulation. Okay. Uh, so within the use of powerful computers, segments of the human emotion, which include anger, anxiety, sadness, fear, embarrassment, jealousy, resentment, shame, and terror, have been identified and isolated with the EEG signals as emotion signature clusters. Uh, their relevant frequencies and amplitudes have been measured. Then the very frequency slash amplitude cluster is synthesized and stored on another computer. Each one of these negative emotions is properly and separately tagged. Uh, they are then placed on the silent sound carrier frequencies and could silently trigger the occurrence of the same basic emotions in another human being. So that's why everybody's so depressed. Right, it has nothing to do with the fact that we're all stuck inside during a global pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with modern, you know, ennui and existential crisis at the world just suffering. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with that. Yeah, it's just harp. Beaming it into your brain. Fucking <laughs> harp. Yeah. Stop it. No. <laughs> and then they have us by Prozac. Yeah. And then that goes back into their pockets. Yeah. It's all Prozac. Man. I get it. And then uh, that Prozac's in our system. We're urinating it into the toilet. It's getting absorbed back into right? the Right? That's why the snow won't melt. From <laughs> <laughs> all the Prozac pee. <laughs> uh, there's a U.S. patent number by uh, patent number 5,159,703. Good one to have. Yeah, it That's was approved in 1992, over 25 years ago. Damn. Where it states, <laughs> a silent communication system in which non-neural carriers in the very low or a very high audio frequency range or in the adjacent ultrasonic frequency spectrum are, ampli are amplitude or frequency modulated with the desired intelligence and propagated acoustically or vibrationally for inductment into the brain, typically through the use of loudspeakers, earphones, or piezoelectric transducers. Okay. The modulated carriers may be transmitted directly in real time or may be conveniently recorded and stored on mechanical magnetic, magnetic or optical media for delayed or repeated transmission to the listener. Huh. So that's like something that they literally patented. Yeah. Yeah? That is a lot of... Stuff to unpack. Yeah. A lot of uh, $10 words. Yeah. <laughs> so many. Uh -huh. So many syllables. 
Yeah. Basically, sound waves to make you do stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, for all you sounds... science listeners out there who, who want the, the goods, <laughs> give me the good stuff. Want to hear me pronounce all the good stuff correctly? <laughs> uh, so you can be like, this idiot. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was a lot like reading the label of some snicker bar or something. Yeah. That's <laughs> Cybertone. <laughs> good. It, make, it controls your brain. <laughs> So there's one other thing that they are attributing the harp uh, evilness to. Okay. Apparently, communications in the Columbia shuttle. Okay. The Columbia shuttle? Yes, the one that crashed it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I remember that shuttle. I don't. What happened? It It didn't happen too long ago, right? Yeah, it just... So the official story is that like a wing malfunctioned or something and caused it to like come down improperly so it was coming down on a normal entry and then had an issue or maybe there was an issue and so it was forced down i'm not really entirely sure okay uh skeptics assert it has the fortitude to disrupt disrupt communication networks so harp claims that it has the capacity to dismantle entire electronics communication systems with its far-reaching technologies. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, if they ever want to take over the world, they just, all the televisions start playing their message. Mm. Yeah. I mean, which is good in an emergency situation. Sure. If, like, you know, you need to get to high ground and you got to take over all communications and tell people like, yo, it's get to safety, bro. Yeah, it seems like... Uh, I mean, they've got the ability to prevent an army from, you know, taking over any countries. And they've got (laughs) the ability to take over the airwaves. I mean, theoretically, theoretically. (laughs) But I mean, let's be honest, this is what they can do. (laughs) And since they can do that, there are accusations that Harp was behind the malfunction of the Columbia Space Shuttle crash in 2003 and was responsible for destroying the craft's electronic devices. Uh, Radio engineer Marshall Smith, who was monitoring Harp on the fateful day of flight STS-107's demise, he backs up the claim contending that Harp was quote-unquote, operating in missile defense mode starting about 90 minutes before Columbia's re-entry and then for about 90 minutes afterwards. An official investigation have reported that a damaged wing, you know, that's what they're saying was the actual uh, response for the malfunction. Hmm. I mean, again, just why? That, that, it sounds like a oops, we fucked up type of scenario where they were... As in like, oh man, I flipped the wrong switch. Or like, like, Shouldn't have been in defense mode, and now I just took down right. a NASA shuttle. Lieutenant Johnson was drinking his coffee, and it was too hot. It was like, oh, like spilled all over the like electrical board or something. Too hot! <laughs> I mean, that's essentially... Man, I don't know why we mentioned Chernobyl again in this, but that's what happened in Chernobyl, because they were running a simulation, and they weren't aware that it was a simulation, so they started fucking with the controls. And that's what it, why everything backfired. So they were running a simulation and took down a fucking Columbia. <laughs> yeah. It very well could have been like, yeah, they thought it was a, a test run mm-hmm. and then it wasn't. 
And they just blasted it with radio waves. Right. And it had to malfunction and Or maybe fall. they just wanted to test it and they're like, oh, these guys will be fine. <laughs> 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 but like, we got to know, can we do it? <laughs> yeah, I guess. They must not like us all that much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so the naysayers to the naysayers say like, yo, like you guys are lacking scientific evidence, you know, to back up your claims of all these things, even though we've listed all this like scientific evidence that suggests that they at least have the capabilities to be doing these things. Um, and so like the irate and outspoken critics of HARP use the multitude of scientists' attempts to explain away the cascade of accusations or whatever. So apparently HARP has opened its doors to the public, offering guided tours to clear up the mystery. Um, but you got people who are still... So like this guy, Al Zahelski, uh, mm-hmm. he's an Army veteran who visited the facility during uh, its, you know open doors, whatever, in 2016. And he says that even though it's open to the public, there's still a lot of things they don't tell you about it or what it does. We're not getting the whole truth and there's still classified information about the facility. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> they're not taking you into every fucking door. Right. Hey, let's see what's happening in this door. Oh, not much, just paperwork. Well, you get back to that, Janice. Let's go on to the next one. But I mean, I'm dressed in here. <laughs> <laughs> but if your point is like, yeah, come in and look, we got nothing to hide. But then like you go in and you're like, but don't, don't look in there. But don't, don't ask questions. But it's fine. Yeah. We're showing you that everything's fine. Just everything's fine. <laughs> Just don't look down that door. <laughs> so in the end, you know, it's unclear whether the global increase in geological disturbances is coincidence or harps activities or the earth doing a secular earth thing, you know, going through cycles like, you know, we've seen in the past, I guess, like <laughs> through like fossil records or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. You know, Another the, epoch, if you will. Yeah, we just know that the cycle go the, the earth goes through like cycles and weather fluctuations and stuff. So like yeah, it could be that, could be, you know, like the person could have just fallen in the water and died, or they could have gone taken by Bigfoot, you know. Yeah. It's like it's uh surprising how some unmeltable snow gets us to <laughs> controlling minds and stopping armies. Well, that's just like an effect world. of them doing the weather control. Sure, that's yeah. evidence of. So, like, maybe, for example, in Texas, the weather, that storm that was made was to knock out power and to and set up X, Y, and Z for whatever the fuck was going on in yeah. Texas at the time. I don't know. It's be easy to blame all the storms and... Uh, earthquakes and everything bad on heart. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's a very convenient narrative for anybody who wants to deny climate change. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That is true there. <laughs> but what we do know is that over the decades, many government explanations have been proven to be cover-ups. Uh, and then when good answers are substituted with quote-unquote official statements, people are moved to distrust the government and to investigate the truth for themselves. Which is, I agree with that. Like, at any point, you should just, like, try to obtain as much information from as many different sources as you can and then kind of, like, triangulate your truth Mm -hmm. from all the different, like, pings or whatever, all the different information sources. 
Sure. And I think I always want to keep in mind, too, though, that, like, sometimes the things that point to cover-ups are not at all. You know, like, them saying, like, don't look behind that door. Maybe that room is the mop room. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't need to see anything in there. It's literally a room for, like, the mop bucket. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying people love to find stuff that's uh-huh. not necessarily there, too. <laughs> Stay tuned for my JFK episode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Got some good redacted info. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a mop closet. Mop closet. <laughs> <laughs> I got some mop closet info Dude, on you. We have so many mop closets. <laughs> Gotta put the mop somewhere. <laughs> where, where are all these mops coming from? <laughs> it's a back, it's carpet. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen anyone mop anything, and yet there are so many mops. <laughs> so we end with this that supposedly the harp, there was a closure. And so it was officially closed by the military in 2013. Uh, But again, the the people who are saying that they're up to nefariousness are saying that the closure provided the excuse to stop the live broadcasting of HARP signals on the public website, which gave strong evidence to the links between HARP activities and major weather uh, phenomena. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, like, people have been able to do that. Like, oh, we had a crazy storm, an abnormal storm that came out of nowhere, and look, you were operating your thing at this time. Right. Now they don't have to, like, show when they were operating because mm-hmm. it's been debunked or shut down or whatever. Is yeah. the facility still up there and going? Yeah. yeah. So the operation of the facility was, quote-unquote, transferred to the University of Alaska in 2015. Um so whether or not they have full access to what's going on or they have limited to like just the research capabilities, but there's the underground part that has the real stuff mm-hmm. or that they just were like, okay, we're going to go build other harp-like weather control and military research stuff elsewhere, like on our Area 51 base or Somewhere something that like that. people aren't watching this as close. Yeah, it's gotten too hot. Um With all the intense secrecy around the project for reasons of quote-unquote national security, it's hard to know what's really happening. But clearly the public is largely being kept in the dark. Yeah, we only have a few guys. (laughs) (laughs) Not being controlled by their mind control. Yeah. Um, So apparently Jesse Ventura... The body. Former Navy SEAL who turned pro wrestler. You can just Only say the body. Right? Yeah, yeah. Become governor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's got a TV special on Harp, which oh. people find, uh, you know, a bit sensationalized. Yeah, because it's a TV <laughs> show. But it does contain useful information, apparently. I have not watched it, but yeah. people be saying, like, look, it's he's doing his thing. But there's also good information in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's doing his thing. That's uh, that's true TV, right? Makes me think. Yeah, he's, yeah. That, makes me think he spends a lot of time like shaving his butt or something. <laughs> like, he's doing his thing. <laughs> You're doing your thing is a thing. Yeah, Rob knew from um, Impractical Jokers, where one of their friends is a comedian, and basically he doesn't like to poo-poo on anybody so whenever someone has like a horrible set he's like oh man yeah you were doing your thing yeah. <laughs> that's funny did your thing up there yeah you did it man <laughs> that's solid 
Um, so apparently if you want other ideas and suggestions on how you can further educate yourself on what you can do to help inform yourself and others about secret programs and make a difference, you can go to wanttoknow.info. Uh, Fred Burks, former White House interpreter and whistleblower. Uh, I also just want to say, like, if it is all true that we are, like, manipulating the weather and stuff, as terrifying as that is, it's also kind of cool because it puts us, we finally then are, like, a type one civilization. Like, there's those, uh, that level, like, one, two, three, so forth of, like, civilizations and, like, how far you are in, like, the context of the universe of, like, the human race or whatever, how advanced or civilized we are. Mm-hmm. We haven't even achieved level one because with level one, you have to be able to control the all planet. of it. Well, all the resources of the planet, like the sun, the weather, the, like you would be able to have all of those advancements in technology. And then tier two is what? Controlling your little galaxy or something? Tier two is like, yeah, intergalactic travel, time travel, Interesting. Which I feel like we probably we probably already are a tier three and we don't like secret secretly we are, but we don't have that knowledge. Like we've probably already colonized other planets far beyond our reaches and our imagination, but just like not to our knowledge. Mm-hmm. There's complete other Earth-like civilizations happening right now that have been in place for however many uh years, yeah. <laughs> they set these tiers up the intergalactic society or something like that the uh the people who've made deals with the reptilians people mm-hmm. who are using the humans as a resource and as a uh, product and yeah. keeping us in a slave culture we make good leather Humans are very coveted. Like intergalactically, humans are very coveted because we are manifestors. We are creators. We can make things out of nothing. So uh, we are a very highly sought after commodity. It's like the Lego movie. Yeah. The whatever, the what's it called? The the master builder or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. We can create double bunk bed uh, couches. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Of course, I think the lesson to take away from that was like anyone can be the master builder. Well, yeah, humans, all yeah. humans, sure, are the master builders. <laughs> <laughs> so, where does that leave you guys? How does that make you feel? What are your thoughts on Harp? I yeah, I feel like uh, you know somebody's probably going to be controlling me in the future. If it's not Harp, <laughs> it's somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt that we are attempting to be controlled by many things, you know. Yeah. You could just call them influences if you wanted to. Yeah, they're the ultimate influencer. (laughs) Yeah, it's just whether or not we're being controlled against our will. Yeah, Harp has a mad TikTok following. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have to figure even if they had some degree of weather control, it would probably be the most inexact science on the planet, you know what I mean, where it's like, Sure, you can throw this powder into the fire and it'll go, but it also might flash back into your face. You know what I mean? I doubt something like the weather could be controlled in any real sense of, like, practical defense or offense. Yeah, but if you could, think of the benefits. Yeah, think of the negatives. 
Yeah. Either or. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think of the negatives. If you put a hurricane here, wipe out a species or something like that, throw off the balance of the whole ocean. I was going to say that, that everything in the world is connected. And so, like, if you create um, a fake storm over here, it's going to pull air pressure and create differences in, yeah. Yeah, there's all the some, other. There's only so much water. Yeah, yeah it's got to be coming from somewhere. Yeah. It's gonna like dry out and make another part like a desert that's not supposed to be a desert or the sure. an abnormal drought or yeah. yeah. But wherever they're controlling it, that's where I want to be. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they got the fucking nicest 70, land. Seventy-two and sunny. Yeah. It rains on Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're in the elite one percent. You got that. Yeah, sure. They figured out where that if is. If you're in the front of the train car. I mean, it'll be so great when they are legitimately able to control the weather and then they just straight up schedule rainfall. Yeah, we're going to have a rainfall on this day at this time for these many hours. Have fun with that. Yeah. And then I'm just schedule around it. I feel like I've seen that with like people living in space. Like if they have like a space settlement or whatever and they have artificial rain, it's like ding. Okay, rain time. Shh. It's like a, it's like the produce at Ralph's. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. a little uh, thunder noise before it sprays yeah. all of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the end, who's to say? We'll never know until we know, until the information is unredacted or <laughs> redacted. What is it? Yeah, no, unredact that already. <laughs> Does yeah. that mean they're taking it back? Redacted. Yeah, redacted means they're crossing shit out. Yeah, okay, so, so unredacted, unredacted would yeah. be, yes. Yeah. Give us information is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Allow us, yeah, I feel like stop hoarding all the good info. Yeah, unredacted, redacted. That's yeah. as simply as I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't redact in the first place. That's a good one, too. Yeah. No redactions. Yeah, just give us all the information. But, you know, good information. <laughs> or bad. I don't I want to know all the information. information. Give me accurate information. Yeah. Uh and just like that, the clouds part. The sky is blue. The birds are chirping. It's so hot now, but the snow remains. You drip sweat from the heat. It's so hot, but the snow remains unaffected by the the sweltering heat. As you and your friends start to pass out from the sheer heat, you can see UFOs landing and yeah. what looks like Regular old humans coming out. You are a tier one civilization, friends. Fade to black. <laughs> for High Mystery, I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. I'm Colin. Thanks for going on the journey with us, gang. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at highmystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.